Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Hello and welcome. Thank you for joining us. Happy to be spending our day with you. Uh, Lots of interesting stories. I just got my new iPhone. I can talk about that. We'll discuss that. Thursday Night Football on Amazon. That was new, so we'll talk about that a little bit. And wow, $3,500 for a monitor. Haven't seen that in a long time. We are Computer and Technology Radio. I am Mark Cohen. She is Marsha Collier. And how are you? Oh, I'm doing fine. Busy week in tech. Lots of weird things happening. Uh, did you watch foot, f- Thursday Night Football on Prime? I didn't. No, Some I, people... didn't, you know, I don't tend to watch football unless it's a game that I have interest in. You know, I follow the Rams, which is mostly about all that I follow in football. So I don't generally watch random um, football games. But, you know, there was a lot of interesting comments about it. I read the comments about it. You know, for the most part, they say it went pretty smoothly. Uh, They've got, um, you know, some very recognizable uh, announcers, uh, which, you know, is a good thing to do when you're trying something new because you want people to feel, you know, uh, more at home with something that's brand new. So they had Herb, uh, oh gosh, I'm blank on his name now. Uh, I got to look at the the two guys that were doing it, but very well-known announcers. And apparently there were some technical glitches with um, the broadcasts. Some people said it stalled on them. You know, some people said it glitched a little bit. But I think for the most part, I think it did okay. Well, they went wild on, on Twitter. I mean, one of the things I love about Twitter is if something is happening live, you can go on there and see all the comments. I mean, you might hate some people for for the comments, and you might have your virtual bow and arrow going pew, pew, pew at right. them. But uh, I like to see the good and the bad, and uh, Twitter will always, always give you the true situation if you read enough of it. Uh, you can narrow it down. Um, yeah, I mean, audio out of sync with picture and buffering. I mean, if it's coming over the internet, you might expect that. Uh, you know, it could happen, easy. Sure. But I'm sure they're going to uh, adjust it for the next one. This was the first one. But, I mean, some people were pretty harsh about it. Um Nobody appeared to have problems with having commercials. And the commercials, of course, was perfect. <laughs> there was no out-of-sync sound or anything on the commercials. Um, uh, people called the broadcast underwhelming. Periodic buffering had to restart the program once due to buffering. For most of the second half, audio and video was out of sync. I am sure that they are going to straighten this out. I am sure the NFL won't stand for the problem. But remember, not everybody has, and we're going to talk about internet connections in a minute, the world's greatest internet connections, right? I mean, we live in a world where not everybody has high-speed internet. No, that's true. But you can watch, you know, for the most part, if you get, I mean, because I went through this for years and had a five megabit uh, internet signal, I never had any problems streaming anything. You know, Amazon, so, uh, you know, any of those things. I never had. So, do you that. think the problems then were in the broadcast itself? Well, I mean, I think it's it's a brand new thing for them. Uh, uh, I think that they probably 
are going to co- correct some of the issues. And, you know, like I say, I don't think, you know, complaining, complaining about commercials, that was, I saw that as a comment. Oh, you know, why do I have to spend money on Amazon and then get commercials? Well, you know, you watch um, regular ABC Monday Night Football and you get commercials in that as well. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, yeah, and, and this is kind of a, a new thing. And, and by the way, the... Uh, the announcers are, let's see, Al Michaels, who's certainly a long time, been around right. for a long, long time. One, you know, one of the really well-known, and uh, uh, Kirk Herbstreet, I think is his last name. He's been around a long time as well. So, uh, I, th- I mean, I think it's fine. I watched, frankly, I watched uh, Apple TV is streaming Major League Baseball. And I watched the game on Apple TV last night. I watched a Dodger Giants game last night on Apple TV, and it was oh, flawless. Oh, crap. I missed it. I'm so upset. Yeah, I know it's flawless, but the guys they have on aren't exactly Vin Scully. Vin Scully? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Yeah. I but mean, the guys is, that so... they have doing the show, I mean, even I was talking to someone over at Fox at the, during the last game who, you know, does sports, and the, Apple has to up its game. But at least Apple doesn't have the technical issues. And remember that if you're watching one of these games, that the at Amazon help Twitter account will help you out. So, you know, maybe they'll help you with settings or something like that. But they did help a lot of people. And I think this is, you know, this is great. I think it's great for Prime. I think it's great for everybody because having all these games where people can't watch them is pretty bad. Yeah, it's tough. And there's, you know, the problem is there's so many channels and streaming services and where do I find this? You know, it used to be easy when you had network television and you didn't have a lot of the streaming. You know, now you had a TV guide, folks. There used to be a magazine called TV Guide. Hey, I still get it every week. I do. My, my wife's had it for years. She's been a subscriber forever. So okay. I rarely actually look at it, frankly, but uh, it's still there. But I mean, you know, you used to look up in TV Guide and you'd see everything that was on. And not only would you see what was on, but along with each title, you'd have a description. So it was really kind of cool. Uh, the next game on the Thursday night football schedule will be the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Cleveland Browns. Then the next week, Miami Dolphins and Cincinnati Bengals. And I'm sure we'll talk about it again on the show because all you have to do is fire up the Prime Video app and bingo, it's on. Yeah, exactly. So uh, again, does uh, does Kurt uh, watch football, your husband? Uh, no. Yeah. No, no okay. I mean, we'll honestly... I personally prefer, and I think he does too, college football. Because mm-hmm. um, it's a lot more sincere. <laughs> so, yes, I guess it's okay. And I, and I enjoy going to a football game now and then. But have you seen the prices at um, the SoFi Stadium? Oh, yeah, they're very expensive. <laughs> I have yet the to cheapest, be there. The cheapest seats, like... In the in the nosebleed territory, we were thinking of going. We're two hundred and twenty a piece. What the hey? I'm not going to pay. I don't want to see football that bad. Well, you know it's funny because that is less than it costs you for good Laker seats. Yeah, but the Lakers are not as huge as SoFi Stadium. The no, worst seat true. at the Lakers is way better than the worst seat at SoFi Stadium. Yeah, true. 
I it mean, is, it is, yeah. you have to consider the size of the venue when it oh, comes yeah, to football. Plus it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. And Dodger Stadium also has gotten humongous. I, I don't know what the size is, but, uh, it's, you know, it's pretty big. So the seats get oh, more yeah, it's expensive. It's in the 50 plus thousand range also. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of that going on. And, and tickets are outrageously expensive to sports events. And the food, uh, as you say, even if even if you want the, a cheaper ticket, it's still expensive to go see a sport event. But you know, by the time you pay for parking, which is another twenty, thirty, forty dollars, and then you pay for food, which right? is another fifty or hundred. You know, you spend five, six hundred dollars. I mean, most families I mean, can't afford to do that. What was I, I heard about something that that we were considering going to, and parking was a hundred and fifty dollars. Really. Um, I won't say who it is, but at Paramount Studios, they're having an event this weekend. It's a food thing. And I kept getting invitations, invitations to buy tickets. And over the the month, the price has gone down and gone down and gone down. Because people are not willing to pay uh, these exorbitant rates. I mean, look what they've done to Disneyland. I'm curious to see how the pricing is going to affect Disneyland in the future. Yeah, I don't even know. It was, what, close to 200 bucks or something to get into Disneyland? I, that's the tip of the iceberg. We'll talk yeah. about that next week. It's, it's gotten out of control, completely out of control. Yeah, all those things have gotten terrible. And um, we'll see what happens with them. We'll see how much people are willing to bear. I, want, I do want to go to a game at... Uh, SoFi because it oh, looks so do like I. I want to see SoFi seat. Stadium. Yeah, it looks but, magnificent. Yeah, maybe yes. they'll have a computer thing <laughs> down on the well, field, little tents. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, they got like a three thousand inch TV set. You know, yeah. The, so uh, you know, oh, we we could do that. Yeah, I, I just don't. I'm not going to pay those prices to see a football game. Yeah, pretty crazy. Um, okay, so th- this is a story that I, I, I just don't get, frankly. Um, you know, we've talked about Starlink and their, no, their new internet service, uh, which ranges from, wow, this is fantastic, I'm getting uber-fast speeds, to it's barely crawling. You know, and as their network, network opened up, more and more people signing up, only a certain number of satellites in the air, and it's congested and people are complaining about it. So their answer... And Marshall, you have to explain this to me because I don't get it. You do you want to buy a upgraded Starlink uh, satellite for twenty five hundred dollars? And I mean, what? Well, you know, yeah. instead of instead of paying okay, the you, you live in a place where it snows. You know, supposedly okay. These are generation two, right? Or just superior. Um, it, it can see 35% more sky, which allows it to connect to more satellites. Uh, there's that. And, you know, if you're in some weird areas like the polar region, uh, you know, in over 59. <laughs> hey, I was up there. So, you know, I, all I can say is I got TV, but it, I think it was cable. I don't know how they got TV there, but, yeah. um, it, it is better. And it's physically larger, and it looks good, Mark. That that always was one of your requirements. Yeah, um, nice. It features double antenna capacity, which will allow it to receive faster download speeds. And uh, the business tier, 
which you can use on it um, if you want. Uh, supposedly 150 to 300 megabits per second. Yeah, and except that the 50 people on Reddit said, eh. not so fast. It's running the same speed. Yeah, so, well, that's what I was going to say. The personal accounts are 50 to 200 speeds for the normal residential tier. So that's right. considerably lower. But still, uh, you know, if this is your thing and you want to do it, Go be with you. Know, everybody says it's about the same. So I don't know. Well, yeah. And it's, and you know, how many people now, if it's business, okay, I see it. You know, maybe you're running a business, you can afford the 2,500 bucks. But how many individuals are going to spend $2,500 to get hardware and maybe, maybe get better or maybe not get better reception than the smaller dish? And realize it's $2,000 more than the standard dish. Right. Correct. But yeah, I mean, that's a lot of money. We're going to be talking about a monitor. We're going to be talking about a few things here that people spend a lot of money on. And with the economy being what it is and the direction it's going, it's going to be a harder sell. I yeah. really think so. Yeah, it's very interesting. All right. So I got my new iPhone delivered yesterday. Uh, I like it. I have to say that this one does feel a little bit different to me. Uh, I have looked, you know, I've, I upgrade because I'm on the um, iPlan, uh, iPhone upgrade plan where you pay monthly for it. If you want to keep the phone for two years, you've paid it off at the same rate as had you paid up front for the phone. Uh, but this one every 12 months, if you want, you can upgrade to the new phone. And so I'm on the upgrade plan. And I will say that this does seem, I haven't actually had a chance to benchmark and test it against the old iPhone. I should have done that. But I do feel like this one is quicker. They've put the new A16 chip in this one, so it's got a faster chip. It has the uh, always on screen, which basically gives you the time. And it tells you, you know, and, and it, you don't have to pull up the phone to look at it. And I like that. I think it's a nice feature. Um, it will add on certain things like weather and different kinds of apps and such that you can put in what they call their new island, uh, which is the used to be the notch at the top of the iPhone. And it's still kind of a notch up there, but you, it gives you a lot of different features. Now it has so, time and temperature. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's interesting because the um, the little box does do certain things. When you get a phone call, it alerts you to a phone call in the box. Uh, if you're playing music, it stays up in there, and you can click on it if you want to see the full blown music thing, or you just want to see who you're you know who who is currently uh, you're listening to. And it gives you you know more things will be added to it, and I think it's cute. You know, is it? mind-blowing well, no but everything everything that you're mentioning is a function of ios 16 yeah well no now so a true. lot of it a lot of it but i'm saying a lot of it could have still happened on your past iphone well no because they put this new the, the technology only works on the iphone 14 a uh, pro and uh, pro max they don't have this in the other iPhone features. So even if you upgraded your phone to 16, you're not going to get this without having the um, iPhone Pro or Pro Max uh, because well, it doesn't exist on there. So those, all I know is Kurt has a phone and he updated to the iOS 16. He's got all these bells and whistles and always on and all kinds of things. 
and the new widgets, et cetera. So, you know, a lot of it, I think, is a function of the software. But granted, it's new technology, but it's not that new. I mean, remember what Steve Jobs' daughter said. <laughs> right, exactly. So, yeah. you know. No, I mean, I think it's interesting. I think the little the, the little window, uh, the island window there that they put up at the top, I think is interesting. And uh, I've literally only had it for a day, so I haven't had much use for it. But you, know, you get a text, it pops up there. Um, you click on it, you'll see a little thing in the window. And when you touch it, it will expand the screen if you want it to. Or it just stays there in this little window. So, I mean, so far, so good, I will say. I haven't tested the camera much yet, although I don't know that I would notice, frankly, much megapixel difference, even though they keep increasing the megapixels. Yeah, and it just takes up more space on your phone. I mean, because the same thing happens with Android. And I I always try to set the phone for the lowest possible, right? Right. (laughs) But they're still huge. And do I really need that picture of my cat to be... 48 megapixels. I, I, I don't think so. You Only know, your cat is grumpy cat because that's a, uh, you know, well, that's grumpy cat passed away. So, yeah, exactly. So, so, uh, so far so good. I will say, like I say, I'm, I'm moderately impressed. It's the first iPhone I've had in years where I go, okay, I do see a difference here. Um, so, you know, would I upgrade from 13 to 14? Mm, probably not. But um, if you've got an older iPhone, you might want to upgrade it because there are some new, as I say, faster uh, features on this and a, a couple of little uh, add-ons that you can use. So uh, we'll, you know, I'll keep testing it over the next couple of weeks and you know, get, be able to give you some more opinions on uh, what I think and what I uh, do or don't like about it. Um, and you know, so that's the story about the, uh, the new iPhone. And the iPad OS, how is, did you upgrade your iPad? You know, I have not, no, they have not actually given the iOS 16 upgrade yet to the iPad. That's going to be coming out a little bit later. They're now on, um, iPad 15.7. Okay. So the other one is the 16 is not yet come out. And that okay. will be out, I expect, in the next month or so, somewhere. So it, it hasn't made much of a way of it, um, of the changes in the iPad versus the iPhone. Um, so that is the story. Now, okay. You, you, you had a problem with Steve Cook. Uh, Tim yeah, Cook, and, everybody, and everybody said to me, oh, well, you know, Apple has to make money, blah, 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 blah. So today, just today, I got hit with a story. You know, when I'm reading the news in the morning. And it was, and and I accepted, okay, you know, that's the way everybody feels about it. I'm not going to say anything further. But it seems I was not the only one who felt his comment was incredibly flippant. Um, and, And I'm quoting here, for years, customers have been complaining about iPhone Android texting problems. Now, Mark, you and I have had problems with Android iPhone texting problems on Apple's community site. And this is the place where customers ask Apple to fix things. There are over 600 posts about it. Now, for those not in finance, you may not know who Gartner and Jupiter are, but these are analysts who cover tech and been covering it for decades. And they didn't think it was very funny because as humorous as it might have been intended, It wasn't funny for users who just want their devices to work, and that includes the ability to message seamlessly to friends, family, or colleagues using iPhones. And in an article in The Insider, which, you know, I thought it was very insightful, um, they used Steve Jobs as a reference. Um, Steve Jobs didn't want iPods iPods to be used on PCs, Mm -hmm. and he was outweighed by everybody else. 
And, you know, he bet heads will roll if this costs us. Well, heads didn't roll because it was one of, it was a multi-million dollar business for them to expand to PCs. So, you know, messaging on iMessage on Android would remove an obstacle for iPhone families giving kids Android phones. You know, perhaps people don't, they want to give their per, their children the most secure new phone they can, which may be a lot cheaper than an iPhone. I don't know what the dealing is. Um, in emails from a 2016 court, and this was made public by a court filing, a former Apple employee wrote, iMessage account amounts to serious lock-in to the Apple ecosystem. Um, moving iMessage to Android will hurt us more than help us. But in the end, yeah, if Apple created iMessage for Android, the company could solve a user problem on both platforms. Right. But it doesn't have to build an Android app because rich communication services exist. It's not better than iMessage. Um, it's not worse than, it's just different. And all Apple would have to do is add RCS support. Because, folks, when you're on an iPhone and you send me a video, I can't see it. I can't view it. It comes across all jumbled. And that's because of the difference between the two. So people who do want to send pictures to relatives, maybe relatives who live overseas who are on Android, where it's, you know, 70% of the people use Android, um, it's just better for the whole community. So I think it's time for them to rethink this because there's a hashtag on Twitter and all over the internet, hashtag tech for all. And I think this would be a good move for Apple. And business is not done the way it used to be. Things have been changing all the time and it should be more about the customer than about the bottom line. Well, it's interesting. I mean, this kind of goes back to when Microsoft Office, one of the knocks, if you had an Apple computer right. back, were, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you couldn't get Microsoft Office. And that Microsoft Office is a very, very popular program. And Microsoft made the decision at that time to make a version that worked with Apple. So similarly, they could certainly do this. I, I don't know that Apple's going to do that. I just, there's a snob appeal to Apple and the messaging and this whole community thing. I don't know that they'll do that, you but know, Microsoft and, did it and very successfully. And, and the snob appeal to me is one of my problems with the brand. So right. I don't like it. Snob appeal means nothing. It doesn't mean class. It doesn't mean you're smarter. It doesn't mean you're better than anybody, right. except right. to those people who have it. Anyway, on to the next topic. Here's a snob appeal. <laughs> yeah, you're not this, kidding. This is it. I mean, t tell everybody, and I want to know, would you ever buy it? <laughs> okay, so this takes me back to seven or eight years ago. I think it was a 27-inch monitor, maybe a 30-inch at the time. And it came out, it was one of the first really big monitors, and it was $5,000 back, you know, eight, nine, ten, however many years it's been since then. And only those that had an extra five grand laying around were buying it. Well, this kind of reeks a little bit of the same thing to me. Samsung's Odyssey Arc, which is a gaming basically monitor, it's 55 inches. I mean, it's massive. <laughs> it's curved. 
And from what the pictures seem, you can use it in horizontal or vertical mode. Oh, my God. Well, I, vertical I'll tell you the truth. Mode, it looks like a pinball machine. <laughs> I was just going to say, to me, it looked like a Vegas slot. You know, now all the Vegas mm-hmm, slot machines mm-hmm. have video on them. Yep. That's kind of what it looks like to me. I mean, my guess is I haven't seen it in person. My guess is it looks spectacular and certainly should be for 3500 bucks. But how many people are going to do that? I mean, you know. Like all things that come out that are really expensive, only the people that are very wealthy are going to spend that kind of money or the 12-year-old kids who put it on their parents' credit card and they don't know about it. Um, but, I think yeah. the parents will know about it when the bill comes in. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, eventually they'll know about it and then you'll be grounded for life. But uh, I mean, it's a, I have to say it's a very cool looking monitor, but you got to have room. I mean, 55 inches, that's good size TV. You know, let alone for a monitor that's going to sit on your desk. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm well, looking at the pictures on the internet, and like it's taking up a whole room. Oh, which where do you put? Do you have a desk big enough for that? Well, you know, and obviously the rooms where we have our giant TVs, because we over here, I think it's an eighty. It's huge, but that is obviously a TV room. Right. That's what you do in there, or you sit with the TV off. <laughs> this is like. But it is the whole room. I mean, you have to be prepared to have, uh, what, uh, a 12 by 18 room at least to well, have this kind of monitor? Well, the size of the room. You need a desk that will hold that size monitor. You know, I have in my house, I have a, in my office yeah, in the true. house, I have a built-in desk. And I've got cabinets above it. And, I, you know, I've got a good size monitor sitting on there. But 55 inches, that's one hell of a large monitor to be sitting on your desk. So, so maybe we found where bigger is not always better. Right, exactly. I think I think we've proved it. Yeah. Now the next right, so story I'm, we have, yeah, I have to tell you, I went crazy when I read this. Absolutely crazy because when you're shopping on Amazon and and you're ready to pull the trigger on something and you see this little box click here for an instant coupon to get 25% off or yeah, 10% sure. you yeah, see that's easy enough and, to do. and you go oh joy this is so wonderful i've got right. a deal coming this is so great and uh so you click it but you wonder how can you find all these coupons hidden right. on amazon cuz i want them all <laughs> Yeah, right, exactly. You know, because if it's something that's, you know, maybe not a necessity, but something that's nice to have, why not? That coupon might push you over the uh, the edge and press press the button and buy it. But time is money. Spending too much time screwing around with Amazon, you know, mm-hmm. takes time away from other things you should be doing or have to be doing. Right. But I have got the answer, Mark, type into your browser right now, amazon.com slash coupons. Be sure to put an S at the end. Coupons. Okay, got it. All Holy right, save with cow, Amazon huh? coupons. Okay, I'm there. <laughs> every coupon that's alive on Amazon, every one of them, and on the left side of the page, it's broken into categories. So what are you in the mood for? Yeah. And is this great? Is this and you can't get to it anywhere else on not one of the menus. That's interesting. So yeah, that's you a good, have to that's remember a nice tip. Am, 
Amazon.com slash coupons. Nice. We all want yeah, to Yeah, right? Is that gold? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> this made me yeah, so happy. Very so cool. Rather, rather than going to the deal of the day or the, you know, flash sales or whatever, I'm just going direct to Amazon's hidden coupon page. And remember, exactly. you can't get there anywhere on the Amazon website. You have to go direct to Amazon.com slash coupons with an S. Coupons. Thank you very much. All right. So it's now the time of the show where we search the universe, the planets, and today we're going to search Best Buy for the buy of the week. Thank you, Florentino. Appreciate it. Um, oh. Okay, so <laughs> wait, huh? <laughs> we give you airtime to do the drums. We don't need a. Uh, I'll call you if we want a uh, redo on that. <laughs> um, so this is sadly this is only going to apply if you're listen if you're one of the lucky people who listens to our show when we download it for streaming on Sundays. Because uh, Marcia, you release it first thing in the morning Sundays, correct? Yep. Okay. First thing in the morning. First thing in the morning. All right. So this is Amazon has gotten some really great reviews on their television sets. Their smart, uh, their smart fire TVs. And this is a talking about a large screen TV. This is a 75 inch TV. Now these TVs can run still thousands of dollars if you're getting a high end, you know, 75 inch TV. Well, Best Buy has the Amazon's 75 inch Omni series. It's a 4K UHD smart. Uh, comes, of course, with Alexa. Of course, it comes with Alexa. And it uh, has gotten, uh, now this doesn't have a lot of reviews on the website. It's got 28 reviews, but it's gotten a four out of five star review. Uh, comes with, you know, all the bells and whistles that you would expect to have with a, uh, a big screen TV. 4K 2160 resolution. Again, 75 inches. It's an LED display. Comes with high dynamic range. Uh, backlight, which is important on TVs. 60 hertz refresh rate, which is important to screening. Of course, it features all the streaming ser services that you would want on here. The TV was originally selling for $1,100. Uh, the deal is good if you're listening today on Sunday. The deal is good. Uh, it's $749.99, formerly $1,099. So, you know, even at $1,100, a 75-inch TV is not that expensive. But to save uh, $350 on the set, you can get it for $749. And like I say, very, very solid reviews. Uh, just make sure you got a wall big enough to hold a 75-inch TV because uh, otherwise it's going to sit on the floor, and uh, and it's a great a great buy. So well, that Mark, is we we also we also found the same TV in a 55-inch right size on Amazon that's on sale one of the weekly sales for five hundred nine dollars. Yep. Yeah. So. Exactly. Look, always look more than one place when you're looking for a buy of the week, because like we say, it may be off in the store we mentioned, but it will be on somewhere else. And there you go. You got a 55 inch, uh, you know, HD, I assume that's a 4K HD TV. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can buy that for 500 bucks. It's the same TV. you can TV. spend $3,500 on the uh, Samsung monitor. Or was it Samsung? Was that who had that? Uh, no, it's, uh, Amazon. Oh, the Samsung 3500, right? Yeah, the 35 inch monitor, right. <laughs> but uh, the interesting so thing is I'm looking on Amazon and the same TV is available in 45 inch, 50 inch, 55 inch, 65 and 75 inch. So that's yeah. pretty cool. 
Yeah, TVs have gotten very affordable, and uh, especially now if you want the 4K TVs. And there, and I will tell you, there is a huge difference when you're watching programming on a 4K TV than your traditional HD. It just is. It, it's stunning colors, and it, you know, to me, I'm not a, a audio guy, but I am a video guy, and I love seeing clarity on the TVs that I watch. So that's the story there. Uh, okay, Avast. We've all tried Avast. They had a free version. I, they probably still do. What's the story with Avast? Well, I don't know. I quit using Avast <laughs> because I found it to be kind of invasive. And a lot of things that I read, and I wasn't really happy the way they kept pushing emails and deals and pop-ups. Did you notice that when you used it? Oh, yeah. Well... There was a very, there is a very popular browser extension called I Don't Care About Cookies, and you can Google it just like that. Okay. It's from Europe where they have stricter laws about cookies. So it removes that mandated, this website uses cookies notice. You know that thing that pops up all the time? Drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. It's a free browser extension. People donate to it. People love it. It's wonderful. Uh, Quote, it saved me 15 minutes of my gaming time, lol. Um, So that's one review on Microsoft Edge add-ons page. So it's really popular. And the solo developer posted great news on the extensions website. So, I mean, everybody's going, yeah, great news. We love this app. What's the great news? It was bought out by Avast for $8.1 billion merger with Norton LifeLock. And it will acquire acquire the 10-year-old software for an undisclosed price. So obviously this little guy was happy because he invented it. But the whole world now is not happy with the fact that Avast will now be on their computers. Mm -hmm. Because if you're using Norton, it's become part of Norton, and you can't do anything about it. Interestingly enough, I'm a big fan of LifeLock. LifeLock is great, but you do have the option not to use the Norton uh, antivirus extensions. Did you know that? Or you don't yes. use them, or yeah. So you have the option not to use it because LifeLock is a very valuable tool for protecting yourself online. But hey, the the internet's just gone wild. They're very upset. Um, I won't go into all the things and stories about Avast. You can look it up yourself. But yeah, it's not it's it's not not great. For this, for us. No. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's too bad. Uh, yeah. Okay. So tablets, tablets are big for kids, especially if you're going on vacation or you're driving in the car and you got an eight-hour drive and you don't want the kids driving. You know, are we there yet? Where's the bathroom? Whatever. So, how do you set up phone tablets, some phones and tablets for kids? You know, I I really never thought about this. Had you? I mean, I just uh, people just hand their kids a phone. But there are a few things that you can use to make it safer for them to use and child-friendly. So first, set up a screen lock. That way only they can uh, 
can open the phone. It could be a pin, a pattern. I don't know. Just, uh, you know, go, just be sure they know how to unlock their own phone and someone else can't unlock it and put software on it or something like that. So setting up the screen lock. Right. Uh, Ensure that Find My Device is enabled. Google has a Find My feature in Android OS. I'm sure there's something also in Apple. Be sure, be absolutely sure that that is set up on the phone. So God forbid something happens. If the kid has their phone with them, you can find kid and phone. Yeah, that's a good idea. Set up the parental controls. Um, You'll have to create a PIN so that you can access these and your kid can't. So that's okay. Um, on Android, there's something called Family Link, which I'm sure there's something similar on uh, um, iPhones. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, you can find instructions for iPhones on the malwarebytes.com blog, which is a software that I use and swear by. And interesting, I'd never thought about that. Set the phone for YouTube kids instead of regular YouTube. Did you know that even existed? Yeah, I knew that, yeah. So this is good. It's a good practice, you know, and this way you can watch TV with your child every now and then. Um, You could supervise a little bit about what they're doing. And I think these safety tips are very important. So there you go. Set up your phone for the kid. Uh, Well, we were going to do some uh, some tips on Google, but we're almost out of time. So should we talk a little TV right now? Yeah, let's do. Uh, what are you watching? Uh, saw Top Gun Maverick at home. Ah, good every, movie. Every, everybody said, oh, you got to go you're ready to see it. Nah, I watched it from home, too. I mean, I've got a giant TV. I got a right. giant sound system. <laughs> yeah. The planes were flying over my head. I thought it was even better than the first Top Gun. I really loved it. I really loved it. And I think the fact that Tom Cruise was older gave the film more credence, I guess. I don't know how to talk about it. There was some emotional things in the film. There was some lovey-kissy stuff for the girls. Uh, But there was even a dogfight in it. Which which I just died. I you know I had to keep pausing it and going. Oh my god, this is so fantastic! I can't stand right. it. It was great. So highly recommend. And you know when you pay that nineteen ninety nine, you own it. Yeah. So right. ladies, you can watch that bear, uh, the gentleman without shirts volleyball game, over and over <laughs> and over again. <laughs> You know, it's funny because a lot of people don't like Tom Cruise as a person, not as an actor, but as a person. But I, I will say he is outstanding. I mean, the guy gives 150% to every movie that he makes. Well, but yeah, I agree. I don't like him as a person, but as an actor, a director, a producer, yeah, he's, he's brilliant. Fantastic. But I don't yeah. have to like him as a person. You do I'm not. not one, I'm not one of these people who carries all the hate. I admire people for the good that they do. Yeah. And exactly. I don't think, oh, let me throw in really quick. PBS This Weekend is having a very important, starting a very important Holocaust series that'll go three nights, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, called The U.S. and the Holocaust. Um, it's a much must-watch 
because it's real. It's stuff that people don't know, and it's done by Ken Burns, who's a great documentary person. It's going to be on PBS this weekend. Um, you must watch this. It's you're, We are going to find out things that we didn't know occurred during the Holocaust from the yeah, U.S. Yeah, I saw a little bit of it. I'm going to have the privilege of, for the second time, hosting Ken Burns at Distinguished Speakers in the next couple of Very months. Very cool. Very and cool. he's a he's an interesting guy, and his documentary on baseball. I mean, he's done just so many wide. He's, he's things. great. And this one on, uh, but this on, one is yeah, whole, seriously yeah. people don't know this stuff. I heard yeah. stories of this from older relatives, and it was kind of like, yeah, right, uh huh. Well, he's got the video. He's got the documentation. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough one to watch, but you're, it's called, you're right. it's going to be really tough to watch the U S and the Holocaust Sunday night on PBS. Yeah. Uh, that's a tough one. Okay. I'm also watching a really interesting series. I have no idea where it's going. It's on Hulu. It's called, uh, the patient with Steve Carell. And he's another one of those really good actors. Three minutes. You know, he does drama as well as he does comedy and he plays a, a psychiatrist who gets, and I'm not giving anything away because it happens in the first episode, he is uh, kidnapped by one of his patients who is a serial killer, and the serial killer wants him to stop him from being a killer. What so kind he, of cereal did he kill? Was it Cheerios or Frosted yeah, Flakes? Or? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that takes me back to the story about Captain, uh, Captain uh, what's his name? Uh, Captain Crunch, who yes. got murdered, and it was the work of a serial killer. Uh-oh. <laughs> serial killer. Um, uh, I so got anyway, it, I got it, it. Yeah, it's it's the patient, and it's re- it was a little slow to start, I have to say. I mean, I think they're on the fourth week of episodes right now, and it's getting a little bit interesting. And uh, as I say, Steve Carell's such a terrific actor. Um, today, I don't know if you watch this yet today, I'm going to watch it cause, or tomorrow rather, cause my daughter and her fiance are coming over to the house and we're going to watch Stallone's film, uh, Samaritan. Have you yeah, watched I've that? Heard it, I, no, I've heard it's good. We're going to watch it, but I have to, since we're running out of time, extraordinary attorney Wu, a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It is the top movie in the world. It's number one on the Netflix top 10 in everywhere but the United States. Really? The entire okay. world loves this series, and it is worth living through the captions, you know, the closed captions, to watch, yeah. to watch it. It is that good. I am not even binging it because it's so good that I want to drag away. it out. I don't know. And there's 16 yeah. episodes, and it's about a an autistic savant hmm. who's a fabulous lawyer. I can't recommend it highly enough. Interesting. All right. Well, hey, that's it for us. Watch uh, also Cobra Kai. Absolutely loved it. Just finished it. Uh, That's up for us. And have a great week. And we'll see you next week. Yes, this is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen. And we're here every week, Sunday morning. Be sure to download us, tell your friends, and like us. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought.